Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. We're studying a series now, Principles of Bible Study. And my charge tonight is to help you uh, learn how to read and understand the Bible. Amen? We all can add a little help to where we are. And so tonight we're going to spend some time looking at some things, some tools, and other areas that can help you with that process. Amen? Let's, everyone who has your Bible, raise it up in the sky. Just kind of want to see tonight. I'm not going to rebuke the electronic people. I just haven't got there yet. But look at your Bible. Look, look at it. Look at the cover. Thumb through it. Really, have you taken the time to become intimate with your Bible? Look at it, it has a table of contents. The one I have has a table of contents. It has tabs to help me find the various books in the Bible. Concordance, a dictionary. They are components of your Bible that you should be aware of. Amen? So let's look at and become familiar tonight with our Bibles. I've, I've heard a saying that if your Bible is not worn and torn, possibly your life is. So we must become intimate with our Bible so we can know how to assure that our bodies are not beat up and broke down, but are equipped with what we need to function in society. Amen? I want to mention, um, first of all, the most literal translation of the Bible we believe is the New American Standard, the NASB. And what I mean when I say literal, it's according to the letter of the scriptures, adhering to the facts, free from exaggeration and embellishment. The literal version of the Bible is the American Standard Bible. Now, believe it or not, I enjoy reading the King James Version. I have a King James Study Bible. Um, the D's and D's at first, yeah, it took me for a loop. But as I grew and have grown in the things of God, I've come to respect the original translation. Amen? So let's, let's, let's start by looking at one of our first tools tonight to help us read and understand the Bible. That is, number one, a good study Bible. You must have a good study Bible. Now let me give you some components of what a good study Bible is. Amen? It could have a concordance. And this is all, not all inclusive, but there are some Bibles that have all of these elements, okay? A concordance. It's a good thing to have in your Bible. It help you look up certain words and passages of Scripture. A dictionary. Some Bibles, study Bibles, have Bible references that take you from one place to the other so you can see how the passages flow throughout the scriptures. Some Bibles have themes. Some Bibles have highlights that shows who is actually speaking. And it's important that you realize when you're studying the Bible, studying the Word of God, that you have to understand who is speaking, to 
whom is speaking, and then learn how to grasp hold of the word of God so you can apply it to your life. Okay? So remember those things. Who is speaking? Whom is speaking? And then how you are able to identify the passage of scripture that you can apply to your life. All right? That's one gold nugget I'll give you right there. Um, some Bibles have thought captions where thought begins and where thought ends helps you in your study of the Word of God. Some Bibles have maps, so you can look at the locations of what you're reading about. So you get familiar with the distances and where things were at that time. And also some Bibles have Greek and Hebrew uh, dictionaries. And then lastly, some Bibles have lexio aids. And what a lexio aid is, is that it underscores specific words in the Bible and it shows you where it appears in the Old and New Testament, and it shows you how those words are used in various passages. All right? So those are some things that can help you with identifying a good study Bible. All right? So don't be overwhelmed. You can start with just a Bible dictionary and a Bible that has Bible references and probably some commentary notes, but that will help you to understand what you're reading. All right? How often do you read a Bible? This is a rhetorical question. So don't raise your hand. This is something that should allow you to self-evaluate where you are with your Bible study time, all right? So self-examination is really a major part of Bible study. Now, read, to read means to learn from what has been seen or found in written print, to make study of, or to receive an understanding, all right? So reading a book. So if we ask these questions, this will help us to provide answers not only for ourselves, but in our study time where we can meditate. Because if you begin to ask questions throughout the rest of the day, you're going to say, oh my goodness, you know, I, I got that. So that, and that, and in Psalms, one woman talks about meditating on his word day and night. That's where the meditation comes in. Once you get it and you are amazed by it, you meditate on it, it changes your life. So it has an impact on you. So that's what it's all about. All right, so you can't rely on what you think. You can't rely on what you feel. You can't rely on what someone else says. It's a personal acknowledgement through your study of what you believe in and why you believe it. All right, let's do an exercise. Let's turn to 2 Timothy 2.15. We're going to walk through this passage. 2 Timothy 2.15. Everyone there? All right, here page is still going. Give you a few more minutes, then we're going to read. 2 Timothy 2.15. And the scripture reads, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And there's another tool that you need when you get to this point in your Bible study, and it's a good Bible dictionary, tool number four. We should have a good Bible dictionary in our arsenal. There's going to be words that you need 
to understand that you're not going to find in Webster. Not appropriate to what you're studying in the Bible. You want to be concrete and appropriate. So you, a good Bible dictionary is another tool that you should invest in and so you can have appropriate study. Now, what is the word? Let's start with the first word, study. Now, my first question would be, who are they talking to? Study. God is talking to us that we should study his word. So when we read, we get to the place where we're studying, we need to study his word so that we can examine the passages, investigate it, and, and closely see what he's saying to us. So that's, what is that? That is a command. Study is commanding us to do something. All right? All right, let's move on. And it says, to show yourself approved. Another key word is approved. What does approved mean? To have an expressed favorable opinion of, to accept, give formal sanction to, or to take favorable view. All right? In order for us to be approved, we must have clean lives. We must remain pure. We must be free from lust. We must pursue faith. We must pursue love. We must teach the truth. We must be kind to those people who are difficult. And we meet them every day. But God calls for us to be kind to them because that represents his character. We should not be a people of quarreling unnecessarily. We should be kind to everyone. We should not spend time in useless and ignorant arguments. All these things will pull you away from God if you are not approved He's not going to give you sanction to do things or give you favor to move into different areas or allow you to be used by him if you have things that are out of order in your life. So no, you will not be approved. All right? Then the next word, few words says, approved unto God. Study sure yourself approved unto God. So what does that mean? We have a responsibility to be approved to God and not to man. It's God who we should be trying to represent and please, not man. We cannot be man pleasers because that will take us off course of what God has called for us to do. Cannot be man pleasers. I must say that again. All right, let's continue to move through this passage. A workman. I looked at the word workman. It said working man. That means it's going to require you to do something. So you can't study if you're not doing anything. It's just not going to pop out of the Bible. It's going to cost you some time, some energy to do the studying. So that means you got to what? Give up something. Something you may even like to do. But the benefits, as my brother talked about last week, the benefits are far beyond that little bit of thing that you gave up to spend some time with the Father. And I broke it down even more. I said work. 
work is physical or mental activity directed towards the accomplishment of a task. Studying is a task. Some people have difficulty studying, going to school, let alone taking time to study the Word of God. But if you get good habits and get a good place, a good location, and you love God, what's that song says? I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? That hook stays in my mind when I open up this Bible because I do love God. And if you love him, this thing shouldn't, shouldn't be such a drudgery to pick up and spend time in. You say you love God? Come on. It's going to be the thing that will drive you to his word. Is your love for God. You shouldn't have to be fighting and kicking and screaming. Now, I must say this. Let me preface by saying something. If you're too sleepy, too tired, too hungry, too mad, you ain't going to understand nothing, no way. <laughs> so let me just put that out there. You got to be in the right attitude at the right place so when you go to God, you can receive from him and he can hear you. So when you're in, in all those places and, and you don't want to, you can't get to that place where God is, then it just requires you to just lay on down, get yourself together, get your right attitude. So when you come to God, you'll come correct. You can't go to God any old kind of way. You can't do it. All right? All right. Let's keep on in that passage. Who need not be ashamed. Now, who would want to study the Word of God and give incorrect information and find themselves disgraced and unworthy? No one. So the time you spend in is valuable so that you are walking the thing out correctly. You don't want to be ashamed. God is not going to, God said he would not ashamed you if you are in it, but if you're not in it, you're trying to quote something, you don't know what you're talking about? Giving somebody bad information? You send them to the wrong scripture passage? You don't even know, you tell them things that don't even, that's not even what that scripture is saying? You are shaming God. Not only are you shaming yourself, but you're shaming him because you didn't put the time in to get the right information. All right, let's continue through this passage. Rightly handling the word. Rightly means correctly. Right and in the proper manner. Exactly. We want to be exact when we go to people with God's word. We want to know exactly where it is. We don't want to be fumbling when somebody has an issue and you don't know where, you're going, where it is. You want to be exact. You want to know where it is. Why will you know that? Because you spent time in the word and you know where to grab hold to it in the time of need. Because when it's a time of need, you ain't got time to be fumbling and scrumbling. You need some information to be able to encourage that person. That's what we've been called to do, to encourage one another, stand with one another, build up one another, strengthen one another. And you find somebody tearing up, you need to run from that person with all you got in you. Because it, that person means you no good. And we see them every day. There's somebody always complaining, talking about somebody, not encouraging. Most likely, most, most likely they're not saved. 
So we have been positioned in certain arenas to do the work. So we got to prepare ourselves so we do the work well and correctly and right and give the right facts so that we can give glory to God, our Father. That's the key piece, that we may give glory to God. Then the end of, the, end of this passage says, handling the word of truth. The word of truth, this means by which God makes himself known to us. We can't know God if we're not in his word. We can only take what somebody says and run with it, and we don't even really know if that's the truth if we haven't spent time in it. It, it should behoove us every time we hear a word to go write that passage down, take it home, look it up, and get to know it for yourself. We can't depend on the pastor. We can't depend on the, the, the ministers and the deacons and all those other, and other lay people when you need them because they may not be around. You've got to be able to pull that, that word out of your own spirit that you may be able to help somebody. So it's important that you know what is the word? The word is powerful. The word is dependable. The word is more dependable than some people I know. If I read the word and it says something to me, I can be assured that that thing is going to happen because God said so. Now, I can't worry about the timing because he's in control of that as well. But I know for a fact, if it's in here, it's going to happen. The word meets our deep needs in our heart. It provides joy. It provides satisfaction. It gives us confident direction. The word. The word is powerful and it penetrates and discerns every thought and the intents of our heart. The word is alive and it's active. When the word goes out, it does something. It accomplishes the work that it's set out to accomplish. Why would I not want to handle the word of God correctly. Now there's some other tools I want to give you. Tools number five. These are um, other Bible translations that might be helpful to you during your Bible study time. All right? This is not exhaustive. There are so many, but I picked the, the ones I think that if you're starting out now, these will help you right now. New, the, we said the New American Standard Version, the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. So you make an investment. Build your library. It's for you. Spirit-filled life Bible. The New International Version Bible. Nay's Topical Bible. Another good Bible. Nay's, N-A-V-E-S. Nave's. The Chompson Chain Reference Bible. And another one, the Open Bible. These are very good study Bibles that I believe can help you position yourself for greatness as you study the Word of God. There are many, many, many more. Many, many more. But I think that these are important and could be a help to you in that process. Now let's look at something, though. Now that we've read that passage, let's, that was of 2 Timothy 2.15. Let's look at verse 14. I think it's always good to do this, if you are looking at a passage, to always look at the passage before the scripture and the passage that comes after the scripture. 
for me, what it does is it just takes me all the way to the back to the beginning of the book. Because I'm like, wait a minute, what is that saying? Then it gives me more information, then I go back, and I go back, and before you know it, I've read the whole book to get the total context of what I've read. All right? 14, keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Okay, do your best to present yourself approved to God, one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Verse 16, he goes here to say it again. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. The, their teaching will spread like gangrene. We don't want our conversations, we don't want our teaching of others, our instructors of others, to kill them. We want to bring life to people from what we know in the word of God. So important, yet so valuable as we study for ourselves that we can yet be tools for God in order to build up his people. Amen. Has this helped? Stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastors Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.